Thanks for downloading episode 103 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Across and it's into the back of the net, and it's Carlos Mendez Gomez against his former side who opens the scoring for the Cod Army in the 13th minute. And in front of the travelling away contingent, he doesn't celebrate as he's mobbed by his teammates. Ball down the right hand side, in from the dangerous Sean Rooney, and from three or four yards out at the near post, there was Carlos Mendez Gomez. And you knew it was going to happen, the script was already written. And in the 13th minute, it's Fleetwood Town 1, Morton Mill. You know what, Dave? It, it, it's really interesting. I just said before the ball went into the box that we'd not had a clear-cut chance. It's the first clear-cut chance of the game, and I'll go back to it. You look at Sean Rooney's position in the build-up. He's high, he's wide. He gets the ball into the box, um, and, and Mendes Gomez just slips in there to, to put it home from close range. Frustrating for Morecambe, really frustrating for Morecambe, because they probably offered a little bit more at the start of this game. It had to be Carlos, didn't it? It just had to be. It partially cleared, but Fleetwood picking up the scraps on the second phase with Lewis Warrington over on the right-hand side. Morgan might have a, a nick away here if Arthur Nahua can turn on the afterburners over the halfway line. It comes Nahua out towards Crowley on this left-hand side. Gets the cross in where it's oh. headed onto the crossbar by Michael Mellon. Oh, so close to the equaliser. Great move down that left-hand side. Nahua through the centre of the park, through to Crowley. Great cross from the left, and Mellon's header, oh so close. No, it was a fantastic cross, and it, the, the ball looks like it's actually gone past him. So, fair play to Mellon for getting his head to the ball, because it does look like he's really, really on the stretch to get to it. And then, it's so unfortunate to see him come back off the bar, but that that will rev the Morecambe fans up again. Here it's Patterson for Fleetwood Town with some space down this left-hand side to run into. He's going to try and show Farron Rawson down towards the byline, gets the cross, and it's going to fall for Rooney, who blasts it towards goal. Did that hit a Morecambe hand, perhaps? There were some appeals there, and I think we might have got a bit lucky there, perhaps. And then down the line it goes by Danny Andrew, and Fleetwood might find themselves with a bit of a breakaway of their own on here. They're on the edge of the box, twisting, turning, ball across. Sean Rooney in all sorts of space down on this right-hand side, and that's a great block, low down to his left-hand side, and away for a corner by Connor Ripley. Robertson on the edge of the centre circle, that one nipped away though by Jensen Weir, and then Crowley through to Ashley Hunter, who's inside the Fleetwood box, drives it towards the far post as well. Duncan Cashenter could have done much more than that, really, other than try and pull back, and that's a, a decent stop by Jay Lynch, low down to his right-hand side. Max Melbourne's got a bit of space to run into, down this left-hand flank, perhaps they support. Shots back onto the inside. Here comes Jensen Weir, who tries to bend one into the top corner. And it's well over the bar. Here comes Lewis Warrington, midway inside the Morecambe half. He rides the tackle of Weir and does well to get it back to Sean Rooney. Warrington, right-hand side of the penalty area. He's gone round Max Melbourne, gets it across. And Jaden Stockley, from close range, can't provide the finish. Adam Mayer, down this left-hand side bit of room did that hit Sean Rooney on the hand I reckon it might have done you know and he was it was behind him as well it's going to go through to Jay Lynch and the dangerous pass but what about that 
Mayer's cross and it was behind him. He had like his arms behind his back like that. That's not a natural position. 60 seconds of stoppage time to go. Ripley goes long towards the edge of the area. Rawson loses the aerial duel against Enciala. And here come Fleetwood with Kean Hayes. Down this side it goes. And we might have the breakaway on here for 2-0. It's Sean Rooney sees the white to the keeper's eyes and couldn't complete the job. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimp's Verdict on Beyond Radio. Referee puts the whistle to his lips, Mr Davis, and brings proceedings to a close. Morecambe have played really well here at Highbury this afternoon. Lots of neat and tidy football, but the reality is we didn't get enough shots on Jay Lynch's goal. And thanks to Carlos Mendes Gomez against his former employer in the 13th minute, converting the only real shot on goal on target for either team for the whole game, really. Great work down the right-hand side from Sean Rooney. Converted in front of the away following by Carlos Mendes Gomez. And it means that Morecambe have slipped to another away defeat by one goal to nil. But Dale Prime McDonald, head of media and communications at the Shrimps, alongside myself, Dave Salmon. Here on Shrimps Live this afternoon, that doesn't tell the story of the game. Morecambe uh, acquitted themselves pretty well for large spells. If you're looking at the game as a 90-minute game, Morecambe were the better side. You know, that, that, that for me is the long and short of it. Um, I think when you you talk about possession, you talk talk about playing the game. Uh, I think any any true football fan that watched the game today would say that the Morecambe were the better side. Um, that the major frustration will be not have it, not not getting the ball over the line and not getting the goal. I think we've seen on on Tuesday night against Port Vale, Adam Mayer takes that risk and takes that shot from a wide area and it goes in the back of the net today. It, 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 that was probably the little bit that, that wasn't there, but um, I, I felt to man every Morecambe player that were out there today really were out and applied themselves, and you could see they played out every single thing the managers asked them to do and more. Um, and I feel they're really unfortunate to come away from the game today without even a point. But that's football. Football can be cruel. You've not seen much of, of Morecambe. Uh, granted, we've we played so much better, Dale, than in previous away games. I felt we were going to create some good chances. It was one of those for me today. It was nearly, but not quite, loads of good football. And Derek's going to be very pleased with a lot of the elements of what's gone on today. But it's just that final third. I know we're missing Cole Stockton, of course, and asking Michael Mallon to lead the line. I thought he did pretty well, actually. It hit the bar, of course, with a header in the first half. We were just lacking ever so slightly in that final third, perhaps. Slightly, but again, I'm, I'm looking at it today and I'm going... If you look at the average age of that team, if you look at the average age of that midfield for Morecambe and you're going, there's still a lot to be positive about. Absolutely. You know, I, I spoke about Jensen Weir during the game, a 21-year-old midfielder that plays like a 30-year-old midfielder with 400 games behind him. There's more than enough there to pick up the required points between now and the end of the season. For me, see, see if, you, if you have the run like Morecambe have had with the away run um, over the course of this season then I think you've just got to focus on your home games. They're now going to have a massive game against Bolton next uh, next Saturday, but for me today I thought I thought Morecambe did more than enough to take at least a point from the game. Uh, and it'll be frustration more than disappointment today. Um, you know, sometimes you can lose a game and you can come away disappointed. Sometimes you lose a game and you come away uh, frustrated because you maybe not had the impact you want. I think that's the situation today will be frustration. Um, but I, to a man, I thought every player that went out, if you're a football, a Morgan fan buying a ticket today, 
you're not complaining at what your team gave no. you. And that's what we've not been able to say, certainly for some away games this season. Morecambe left everything out there. Yep. And whatever happens in the last 13 games of the campaign, Dale, we can't ask for any more than that, Whatever, whichever way it ends up going. And the, the one thing I will say is you look at the amount of travelling support that was here today. That was absolutely fantastic from the Morecambe fans. You know, they really got behind their team today. They really came here in their numbers. And I'm sure Derek will say it after the game. It was fantastic to see that. But that's what it has to be between now and the end of the season is everyone pulling in that one direction. Everyone just backing what is here because there is a fantastic group of players uh, at the football club. And there's a fantastic manager and coaching staff at the football club. And as I, as I say again, I think there's more than enough there to, to pick up the required points. And if those fans that were here today are with us for the remainder of the campaign, only a positive outcome will be achieved. Dale, thanks for joining us on co-commentary this afternoon. Hopefully it's not going to be the last time that we hear you this season. Uh, and we might hear some guy called Matt Smith come back at some point as well. Who knows uh, what might happen. But uh, it's been quite the first week in the job, Dale, to say the least. Ups and downs. It has, but listen, that's football. Um, that's why we're in it, that's why we work in it, and that's why we love it. Absolutely. Um, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different <laughs> outcome. So uh, by by doing something different, coming down to England and joining Morgan Football Club, uh, I've proved I'm not insane. Um, <laughs> oh, it might be the opposite, might be true. Time will tell, but no, listen, I, th I think the, the one thing that I feel since I've come into this football club is um, the passion and the... the the energy that everyone has to make this football club continue to grow and develop. Dale Prime McDonald, new head of media and communications at Morecambe Football Club. Thanks once again, and we'll speak to you next time. Thank you very much, Dave. Been a pleasure. Yeah, I thought it was a really strong performance from us today. Um, I think that we started the game really well. We caused Fleetwood real problems uh, in that final third without, uh, you know, getting the first goal in the game. Um, Fleetwood had to change formation. Uh, a number of times in the day to come to to cope with us, and uh, as we did to try and get you know back into the game, as with a, we lost the goal, we lost the goal through our own fault. We make probably three mistakes in it, uh, which could have been dealt with a lot better. And uh, that was their first attack uh, in the game, and uh, we had dominated uh, the game from there. But it's about taking chances, and uh, that's what they've done better today. I would have thought that we deserved a draw. Uh, in the game um, I think that we had really good uh, moments in the match where we were in around that 18 yard box but um, I think we've the ball doesn't break for us at this moment in time you know late on in the game it's, it's flashing about that 18 yard box there's a penalty kick that uh, the players felt that um, the player's hand was in an unnatural position when the ball comes in but uh, as we all know that uh, we haven't had a penalty this season so um, that hasn't changed today You've not had a penalty this season. You've not had one for about two years, I don't think. It's uh, it's going on and on and on, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that it, the, the the lines on my side um, shouted uh, handball. The referee thought that the player's hand wasn't in a natural position. Uh, that was his reason for not giving the penalty. The goal itself, ironically, and it's you can always write these things in football, Carlos Mendes Gomez getting it in a position where he used to do for you so often. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, I'm really disappointed that they've scored a goal and um, can't take anything away from Carlos because, you know, he did it ever so well for, for me at the football club. But, um, you know, in the day, um, we feel that we could have, you know, got more out of the game than we did. 
In terms of the football, I thought that was some of the best football I've seen you play for quite some time. Yeah, we, we passed the ball really well. We created some really good uh, openings. I thought that uh, Arthur in the first half was, was terrific, you know, taking the ball and taking it for a run. They had to change the shape of their team because they, they couldn't cope with him. And um, I think over the 90 minutes, um, we deserved more. There was no call start today. How much did you miss him? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you have to miss uh, your main striker, it, it does, you know, cause you an issue. But uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, young Michael Mellon, you know, worked ever so hard up front for us and uh, unfortunately had to come off uh, with an injury as well. We mentioned it a few times, but when you miss someone like Cole, it's such a big miss and you couldn't go in January and buy someone like Fleetwood have bought two players of the quality of Stockley and Marriott. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously said that before the game, you know, uh, and... I'm in an unfortunate position. We don't have the cash to go and buy Marriott and Stockley, uh, which you know Fleetwood have done. And uh, you know, as a manager, as a head coach, as a whatever it is, um, if you don't have uh, the money to go and buy players at this level, then it makes it very, very difficult. But we know that that's the football club that we're at, and uh, until that changes, then um, we, we got on with what we got. Are you hoping that Cole's back next week for the Bolton game? Yeah, I am hoping. Yes. Going about the points, you didn't lose too much ground again today, but you're back at home next week. So, how important again does that become? Yeah, I mean Bolton, uh, you know, trying to get promotion uh, out of this league in the playoff positions at this moment in time. It's it's another big fixture. Um, I think they've done really well uh, in recent times, and uh, they're chasing the top pack. Finally, I best there's some disappointed faces in that dressing room because they did play so well, didn't they today? Yeah, I mean we deserved more out of the game. I thought that um, the way we passed the ball, we took it to, into situations. I don't think both teams really walked the goalkeeper. Uh, I think both teams got into good positions. They got a couple of counter attacks in the end because we went one for one at the back just to try and throw everyone forward to try and get a goal. Without thanks as always. Thank you. Just one question from me, Derek. You've celebrated. Uh if that's the right word, uh, a year in charge back at the club. How how overall uh, is your assessment of it? It's been extremely, 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 extremely difficult. Uh, why? <laughs> I won't go into that today, but it's uh, it's been my biggest job that I've ever had. And I said a number of months ago the reasons... F- well, I alluded to the reasons for that, but this is uh, really difficult, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. So in terms of where you thought we would be in 12 months' time, how does that correspond to where we actually are? Well, we're never going to move ahead until we move ahead off the pitch, and uh, that is a big, big problem for this football club. And uh, I'm the only the manager of this football club, and uh, the football club has to get us act together off the pitch. Uh, we're trying to do our best on the pitch, and uh, it really needs to get us act together quite quickly. Well, Donald, a one-nil defeat today, but uh, a lot to take from the game. Yeah, definitely. I think that's one of our best away performances this season, and um, that's what makes it more frustrating that we didn't come away with any points. Early goal, the fist goal is always important, I think, in Morecambe games, and unfortunately they got it with probably the first attack of the game. Yeah, I think they scored against the runner play because we were, I think, that's we started really well and we had the momentum, and then they've just scored against the runner play. You played some neat football, uh, especially in midfield, and you had a few half chances, didn't perhaps test the keeper enough. Yeah, I think that's the frustrating thing coming out of today where we've done all the nice play, and then at the end it's just we've not worked him enough, but that's it. Uh, frustrating thing we know the home form the away form uh, it's still only a couple of wins away from home but with performances like that hopefully things will turn yeah definitely we can look see the way we're playing at home and um, I think we took that the way we're playing at home into the way we play today and um, 
just got to go and do that next Saturday and um, come out with more points. You had a captain there. How's the dressing room there today? Um, frustrated because of the way we've played, but um, which is understandable. But um, we're looking forward to next week and um, putting it right. You've got a game against Bolton next week, another big, big game at the, the Mizuma room. Bolton are flying at the minute, aren't they? Yeah, but if you look at our home form, we're flying at home and um, we've got to keep that up. A long way to go in the season, of course. Uh, still plenty of games, plenty of points to play for. What's your message to your teammates? Um, keep doing what we're doing. Keep playing the way we're playing and you can see things coming. Although it's been a long season, but you can see things coming together now. Uh, a long time from the start of the season, but you can see the way we're playing. We've got an idea of how we play. Everyone knows the job. And um, just keep going getting the wins. On a personal level, you're back in the team and uh, enjoying it? Yeah, definitely. It's um, enjoyable, playing enjoyable football at the minute, so... Just want to keep getting wins, really. Uh, delighted to be joined uh, in the commentary box here at Highbury this afternoon by the brand new head of media and communications at the Mazuma Stadium, Dale Pride McDonald. Uh, Dale, welcome to Morecambe. My first question is, um, how's your first week been? You've only been in the job since Monday. It's, uh, it's great to be with you, Dave. It's been manic, um, but really, really good, I think. You walk in, you get a vibe straight away, you're walking into a good football club, I think, sat here at Highbury right now, you're looking at the, the away terrace and, and the away section of the stand here and you you know that you're part of a, a good club, you know, and, and a club that's clearly got a lot of passion behind it, so really looking forward to the game here today, to, to come into a, a relative derby in your first week is, uh, is uh, interesting as well. And you started on Monday, not not a bad start with uh, the victory against Port Vale on uh, Tuesday night. So uh, hopefully more of the same this afternoon. What did you make of it on Tuesday? Yeah, I, I, I thought Tuesday um, the game played out perfectly in terms of how Morgan would want the game to play out. I felt the the first 20, 25 minutes were really frenetic. Both sides really couldn't get hold of the ball um, for too much. But then I thought Morgan towards the end of the first half were in positions four or five times where if if they'd have made that final pass or just had that little bit of finesse on the pass that was required then they could have had a clear sight on goal four or five times and I think that'll give them a lot of hope coming into the game today I felt in the second half Morecambe played the game as it was meant to be played you know they defended their box they were effective in, in Port Vale's box Adam Mayer takes his goal very very well um, and I think it set, it set Morecambe up for a really really big test uh, here at Highbury this afternoon We'll talk more about uh, matters on the pitch here at Highbury in just a few minutes. But let's talk about yourself, Dale, for a moment or two, uh, if we may. For people who uh, don't know, uh, tell us all about yourself. You've come from Ross County in the Scottish Premiership. Uh, give us uh, give us a, a bit of a potted history of your uh, career so far, if you can. Well, to be fair, I've been involved in football for 15 years, and it, at times it feels a bit longer. Um, but I, I started out with Broader Rangers. I was head of youth at Broader Rangers. Um, I knew the chairman at Ross County, uh, Roy McGregor, who brought me into Ross County, worked there for the last four years and was, was part of some real highs and some real lows. Um, and I, I think that sometimes with football we can forget the the managing your way through the real lows in football clubs and, and, and being able to pick yourself up and, and enjoying the highs. You know, One of the reasons I joined Morecambe is the, the similarity in the two clubs in terms of Morecambe's journey and Ross County's journey over the last 25, 27 years has been very similar in terms of coming from non-league semi-professional football into the professional leagues. Um, right, Ross County have gone to the Premier League, but I think Morecambe getting to League One is an incredible achievement. And and it's a club that has a lot of positive air about it right now. And 
you know, for me, that was a huge part in joining. If I was going to take the, the move away from Ross County, it had to be something that appealed to me. Um, and most importantly, it had to be something that was a right fit for both the football club as well mm. as me. So um, I hope that's been the case. Uh, I've had some, some great conversations with the guys over the past 20 months and really looking forward to it. And it's a bit of a move, isn't it, coming from, from Ross County, which is in sort of north western Scotland, isn't it? It's not, uh, not, not, not an easy trip down to the northwest of England, but, but, but why did you make... Why did you decide, after all that time in Scotland, to finally make the move to England? Listen, I, I've not been averse from, from moving away in my life. You know, I moved to America for a period of time, and, and I coached out in America for a period of time. Um, and again, it was, it was one of these things in Scotland, um, at Ross County, I'd probably achieved what I could achieve, and it was about a new challenge. But again, it was, it was about going to a football club where, it, where, where me joining was the right fit for for myself but also the right fit for the football club because even in a media and comm sense some people might not be the right fit for that football club so uh, really really happy um, Ben Sadler the chief executive has been fantastic um, the directors have been fantastic with me uh, it's been initial conversations were 20 months ago so it's almost two years in the planning but it, it's great to finally be here and the media setup here at Morecambe has come on enormously in the last two or three seasons we've gone from not having a, a proper media officer of, of any description at all to suddenly we've got a team if you will and it's a team of two yourself and Matt Smith but we've come on in all, incredibly well in the last couple of seasons what plans do you have going forward to maintain what we've already got and also to bring your own ideas to the club as well Listen, I, I don't think in the media and consensus it's about coming in and, and ripping up everything that's been done and starting again I think the foundations are there I think there's bits we can add to it but listen I think it, it, for Morecambe fans listening to this you're not going to see anything change between now and the end of the season and I think that, that continuity until the end of the season is really really important for everyone involved um, and then we'll look at things in the summer but I don't think it needs wholesale changes I think a lot of the work that I will do will predominantly be internal you know and, and we'll be looking at things internally rather than the external but you mentioned him there and he has to take a great amount of credit Matt Smith Matt Smith's been a linchpin of this football club in the media department for the past two years, three years, and um, has been a credit to himself and his family because he's a good, honest, hard-working guy that, that goes and puts his shoulder to the pump every day for this football club. And again, it's about me trying to enable him to reach his potential as well. Here, here, Dale, couldn't, uh, couldn't agree with that more. I suppose in the modern digital age, football fans, not like it was in the before pre-social media, but in the digital age, football fans want tomorrow's news yesterday don't they do you know what I mean so how do, you, how do you reconcile as a modern media manager how do you reconcile that listen David invariably when when, when supporters um, when supporters feel closer to their football club inevitably that translates to success on the pitch um, if you get more supporters into your stadium more supporters uh, engaged in what your football club's trying to do invariably that brings success and I think for us that, that, that's going to be our rhetoric over my time at the football yeah. club is to ensure that we keep bringing the fans closer to their football club it is their football club you know the, the football club will always belong to the fans and I think that's the important part is always trying to bring people closer to that football club and, and increase the emotional connection to it and I suppose that's where Ross County and Morecambe are very similar right? in that yeah. respect with the, the community stuff and the academy and like you say being at the very heart of, of the local area yep. two clubs that maybe don't have the biggest fan bases but what they have is very very passionate fan yeah. bases and, and that's the bit that I look forward to is work, 
you know, I've said it in the Shrimps Trust podcast during the week that my door will always be open. So if supporters want to come and float ideas to me or speak to me, the door is open because, again, the football club is theirs. We are only custodians as employees. It's the Shrimps Verdict Podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thanks as ever for downloading this episode. Always appreciate it, of course. It's available on Apple, Google, Spotify. Search the Shrimps Verdict. You can find it also via your smart speaker. Ask it to play the Shrimps Verdict Podcast and it will play the latest episode. And you can also find every single one on the podcast section at beyondradio.co.uk after every single game home and away. Uh, So on we go then uh, to next weekend and Bolton Wanderers and uh, this podcast has got an extra Scottish feel to it I think you'll find because uh, great to have Dale Pride McDonald on co-commentary for the Fleetwood game. Dale the new head of media and communications at Morecambe Football Club. He spent the last four years or so at Scottish Premiership side Ross County Uh, so it comes to uh, head up the media team uh, alongside uh, Matt Smith and Jack and Quinny and the, the rest of the gang Uh, at the Mazuma Stadium. I know Dale has got some big plans and some huge ideas about how he's going to move the media operation forward in conjunction with Matt and the rest of the team. Uh, Great to have a chat to to Dale about that. Uh, But as you probably gathered from the co-commentary, he is very Scottish. It's almost like he's born and lived there or something. I don't know. Uh, But uh, from one Scotsman to another, our special podcast guest previewing the Wanderers game next Saturday is Derek Clark. Now, uh, as well as being a Scotsman himself, Derek is also the Bolton Wanderers commentator for local radio station Bolton FM. Uh, they take uh, the Bolton Wanderers commentary, similar to what Beyond Radio do uh, with the Shrimps, and uh, I follow Wanderers as well, and similar to myself, Derek follows Bolton home and away League and Cup, commentating on every single game. So the ideal man then to get the full lowdown on Ian Everts men ahead of their trip to the Mazuma this coming Saturday. 12.30 kickoff. a reminder if you are heading down to the game. If you're not, full match commentary of course as ever, will be on FM and D AB plus and on I follow shrimps from 245. So, Derek, before we get down to business on the field on Saturday, it would be remiss of me not to offer my warm and hearty congratulations mm-hmm. uh, on a trip to Wembley. Must be uh, must be very pleased about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not often you can say that, of course. And uh, so it's great to see uh, we've got a wee day out uh, on April the second. It's certainly going to be a quite an occasion, I think. It, Two big sides, two well-supported teams heading down to Wembley. Um, by all accounts, I'm, I'm hearing that Bolton are taking down uh, well in excess of 30,000 fans down there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be quite an occasion. And, and I mean, the scenes at full-time against Accrington uh, the other night were, were, were magnificent. You look back at where the club was in, in the dark days when the supporters didn't think they would that they might, might not have a club. So to get that day out is fantastic. And, yeah, very much looking forward to it. There's a lot of um, a lot of disparages, isn't there, about about the Papa John's Trophy or, or whatever it might be sponsored on a, on any given year. But ultimately, for teams in League One and League Two, it is that day out at Wembley, and, and it's a realistic opportunity to get to a Wembley final. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the best chance of silverware for for, for clubs uh, like Bolton and Plymouth and what have you, and uh, for you guys as well, and for Accrington as well. That was a, a great opportunity for them. Um, realistically, you're not you're not going to win the, the Carabao Cup or the or the FA Cup with the, the money that's in the game at the moment. So, um, yeah, it's a great opportunity. You're right; it is. Uh, it does get panned, especially by uh, in the early rounds of the competition. And I think there's certain things that, that needs to be done to to slightly improve it. I would say, but 
um, when you reach the, the knockout stages, that like any competition, that's when interest really spikes up. And in the semi-final, with the Bolton fans certainly made themselves heard, uh, and likewise the Accrington fans as well. To be honest with you, but um, yeah, once we go down to Wembley, and Plymouth will bring a great following as well. So um, uh, certainly, I'll be with the trophy on the line, silverware on the line. I don't think anybody be. Uh, too bothered about it just being the, the Papa John's trophy, as you say. The only thing is, I hope there's some pizza on offer for the media when we go down <laughs> there because there's not been a, a slice being served up to, to, the, to the press pack all tournament. So I'm not best pleased at that, Dave. <laughs> I noticed last year, actually, um, who was it that rode in on the moped? It was uh, Paul Chuckle and Tim Vine, wasn't it, to deliver the match ball? Who's, who's it going to yeah. be this year? I don't know. Paddy oh. McGuinness? You, you might even get the call, Derek. <laughs> who knows, uh, Peter Kay even, somebody like that perhaps, but uh, yeah, who knows what, what's going to happen with regards to that, but uh, yeah, very much looking forward to it, love going down to Wembley, been down a, a few times now uh, throughout the years, and it's, I mean, it's a cracking stadium, have you been down there yourself, Dave? Certainly have, I've been lucky enough to work at Wembley uh, three times, and yeah. uh, it, it is an amazing occasion every time, and, and every time you go there, whether you're a fan or a member of the media, for me, uh, you've got to look at it like it might be your last ever time that you go there. Yeah. So you, you, you savour every moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, the last time Bolton were there, they were on the back of a, a 5 0 thrashing at the hands of Stoke. So uh, they'll be looking to put that in that right, that's for sure. Certainly a few glum faces after that game. But I, I can see this one being quite a spectacle. And I've got to say, I'd fancy Bolton, the way they're playing at the moment, that they're on a, a right good high. That being said, I mean, Plymouth are flying high themselves, isn't it? So it's got the makings of a, a right good cup final. So great in the Papa John's Trophy. And, uh, well, not too shabby, as you've mentioned there in, in the league, Derek. I, I think it's it's pretty much gone to plan, hasn't it, so far? Uh, more often than not, yes. Uh, slight bump in the road uh, away to Wigan, uh, Wigan uh, Wickham recently. Um, I mean, it's not an easy place to go to at the best of times down there at Adams Park, of course, and just prior to... Uh, Gareth Ainsworth uh, being poached by QPR, which is, was a bit of a shock, but I could see him going back there at some point. But, I mean, it's, he's had that long stint at Wickham. But uh, Ian Everett said after that game, they were well and truly Wickhamed uh, in the way they were resorted into playing sort of ugly brand of football, which isn't Ian Everett's style of play. But that aside, they've been uh, it's been pretty much plain sailing for them, beating teams with ease. That was off the back of two back-to-back uh, -back 5 -0 wins, which was the first time that had happened since the 1929-30 season, which, which, which is quite uh, astounding, really. But um, that aside, I mean, they bounced back with that win against Accrington. Uh, and uh, going forward, I can see them at least uh, taking up a playoff uh, position come the end of the season, although it is quite congested up there. But the way they're playing at the moment, that they're full of confidence. Uh, qualifying for that final, I think, I think will do them the world of good as well in terms of the, the atmosphere and the uh, buoyancy in, in the dressing room so uh, yeah playing with plenty of belief and confidence at the moment We've been talking about those big four Plymouth Sheffield Wednesday Ipswich Derby but Bolton Wanderers are, are well and truly gate crashing that now a few points to make up still but still 14-15 games of the season to go that's pretty much a quarter of the campaign or, or a third of the campaign at least so Everything to play for, really. How realistic are the automatics? Really tough, of course, to get inside that top two. Yeah, I would say so now. They're going to have to go on a sort of near-perfect run until the end of the season um, and, and hope that Sheffield Wednesday at Plymouth will, will drop points, which 
I'm not entirely sure they will uh, drop enough for, for Bolton to sneak into the automatics. I mean, it can happen. Mathematically, it is possible. Um, but, I mean, League One is such an unforgiving league at times. You'll know uh, as well, Dave, you, you can't take any game for, for granted. I mean, going down to Wickham, everyone just expected Bolton to uh, roll Wickham over. But, I mean, they're a good side, especially at home. Uh, and, and away from home, going to these, uh, these venues, it can be tricky. They can be potential banana skins. Um, at home, they've been, they've been sensational. They're not conceding any goals and, and, and they're blowing teams away. But uh, I think it's just perhaps slightly out of their reach, uh, the top two. Uh, and I know they've got other teams behind them. I've got games in hand on them. But at this stage of the season, Dave, I think you'd rather have the points on the board as opposed to having games to catch up on. So, uh, like I said, it is very tight there at, at the top. But uh, I fully expect Bolton to be in and around the playoffs come the end of the season. Now, uh, in the games between our two clubs, Derek, in the last uh, couple of seasons, they've been, uh, well, keenly contested, I think is the uh, polite way of, of putting it. And there's no reason why Saturday should be no different. Yeah, listen, they're, they're hotly contested affairs, as you say, Dave. Um, no quarter given. It's, uh, I think that uh, Morecambe, uh, like many, many teams that come up against Bolton, see it as a, as a bit of a scalp. Uh, big club in the division uh, and they've given them a bloody nose on, on more than one occasion so uh, I think that'll be the, the same when the pair come up against each other once again Morecambe of course uh, are, are very good tough nut to crack especially uh, at home as well so expect uh, that to be the same uh, when Bolton come calling and, and like I say it's, 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 it's about the application when you turn up, turn up to these venues I mean they blew Peterborough away recently when they won 5-0 down at their place but on paper, you're heading down there thinking they'll take a draw um, right now. I think a draw against most teams in, in, in this division is considered a, a decent result. So uh, I think they're in for a game. It's one of those ones. I think they're going to have to roll their sleeves up. Um, and Morecambe will fancy it, no doubt, as well at home. I think they'll they'll fancy their chances going up against the Bolton side. And, and like you say, Dave, there's a bit of history and needle, I think, from, from the previous fixtures down the year. So uh, it's got all the makings of, of a right bruising encounter, I think. Yes, indeed. I think we need to say no more about uh, about that, Derek. I think uh, uh, in terms of the, the game itself, Morecambe, they've only lost once in 11 at home. And, uh, we're pretty good at the Mazuma Stadium. So it's not going to be the walkover that perhaps you think it might be. No, I, I don't expect it. It will be, and I'm sure Ian Everett will be saying as much as well to, to the players in the, in the pre-match press conference as well. They've got no divine right just to turn up and expect to win games. Um, so they're going to, like I say, they're going to have to roll their sleeves up. And Morecambe, you mentioned that their home record is uh, very good at home, and you, you've got to have a good home record really to do well in this division. Um, and Bolton were come on, came and stuck a few times last season with a bit of sticky form uh, at home, but they've addressed that this season uh, away from home. They're picking up points as well, and it's all down to a robust defence. They're not conceding goals, as I mentioned, so that's why. Uh, they're up there flying high in, in, in the promotion uh, places. Um, but when you go to venues like this, they have found it tricky uh, in the past, historically going to smaller venues than, than they're used to when the crowd are, are close to the pitch and uh, an atmosphere is created. They struggled at points against uh, Accrington, even though they were down to 10 men uh, and, and they had most of the ball. Sometimes they don't have it all their own way in these, these tight pitches. So I expect that to be the case uh, as well when they go to the, the Mazuma. So, um, I think they're going to have to win the battle first and then play their football. So it's whoever wins, I think, the midfield area, I think we'll go on to win this one. 
yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that at all, Derek. I think uh, now in terms of the team itself, I think we are pretty familiar with uh, with, with Bolton Wanderers and the way they play. But uh, uh, has anything changed from our encounter in August? What's the current Ian Everett Bolton team looking like? Yeah, quite quite a number of personnel changes. Uh, I've got to say, Dapo Arthur is no longer at the club. Of course, uh, quite a surprise move. He went to uh, join St Pauli in January in uh, the Bundesliga two. Um, but they've not missed him, to be honest with you. They brought in uh, Shola Shoratiri, the young lad from uh, Man United, and he's fitted in really well. Um, they've brought in uh, Victor Adebayejo, who was uh, scoring goals for fun at Burton Albion, although it's not quite happened for him uh, thus far at Bolsom. I think it might take him just a wee while just to get used to uh, the style that he never likes to adopt. Uh, Dan and Lundaloo, they brought in from Cheltenham, who was doing well, of course, on loan from Southampton. Uh, unfortunately, he got injured uh, hamstring injury after uh, his debut, well, not his debut, his, uh, I think his second game uh, at Pride Park. So it remains to be seen if he'll be fit for that one, but he did look good uh, in the times that I've seen him. Uh, that aside, the defence uh, is looking really robust at the moment. James Trafford is, uh, has been an absolute sensation for Bolton. I think he's got the most clean sheets in uh, the top four divisions in this calendar year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and uh, I think he's going back to Man City by all accounts in the summer. So that's going to be a, a big miss for, for Bolton. Uh, it's all about who, how they can find a replacement. But in front of him, you've got Owen Toll, as they brought in from Derry City. Uh, I'm not entirely sure he played uh, against uh, Morecambe back in August, but he's come in uh, and he's taken to League One like a duck to water. He's, he's been sensational, actually. This talk, he may get called up from for Northern Ireland and an international break coming up. Um, so he's been fantastic. They brought Randell Williams in from Hull City. Him and Declan John, who's had a bit of a revival as well. From He was in he, he was out, out, in the, uh, out of sight until he was brought back in by Ian Everett at the tail end of January. And he's been playing out his skin lately. Has have all the players re- recently. So it's all about keeping them fit, though. They've had suffered a number of injuries uh, recently. Kel Dempsey... Uh, has had his fair uh, few injuries to, to seek of late, uh, but he came onto a game and has been playing consecutively and successfully really well until he limped off against uh, Wickham. So hopefully he's back fit for it. But um, yeah, Dion Charles is still the main man up front for them. Uh, he's on uh, 17 goals uh, for the campaign. You really should have double that that figure, really, the amount of chances that, that Bolton create. Um, but yeah, listen, he's he's the main man for them. I'm sure Thierry has, has been pitching in uh, and they've got threats all over the park, Dave. So uh, not much uh, glimmers of hope that you can give us. Uh, where can we hurt you or, or can we uh, not hurt you? Well, that, that, I mean, Bolton play a high-risk game at, at the end of the day. They like to push high and often they leave uh, one-on-one at the back. But they trust Ricardo Santos a lot um, to win one-on-one duels. Uh, you lose count of the amount of times where he's left one-on-one, but he just uh, takes the ball off the, the, the opposing tacker just with his physicality. He's such a strong uh, strong stature of a man, Dave, that he's so hard to, to struggle off the ball. So Bolton have a lot of belief in that. They leave themselves open. Uh, they like to play that expansive uh, style of play, um, but they get results at the moment and it's paying off. The, the players are, are zoned into it. So so it's all about uh, bravery for Morecambe. If, if they're brave on the ball uh, and, and look to take the opportunities and, and exploit the gaps when they open up, then I think they could... Uh, try and punish uh, Bolton, but it's, it's taking your chances when they come, really, isn't it? So uh, that's that will be the onus on uh, on Morecambe when, when they pair meet. I think. I think that's, that that sounds ideal for us, really. If you're going to come on to us, that that suits our counter-attacking style perfectly. So uh, I think it's uh, all shaping up to be on the field a, a, a good contest. I think, regardless of what you think about Ian Everett as a, as an individual and all that kind of stuff, Derek, the fact remains 
he is a very successful football manager. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's such a, a short managerial career, really, in, in the grand scheme of things as well. He's enjoyed uh, a lot of success at Barrow, getting him up into, into the Football League. That's why Bolton uh, were aware of him and brought him in. Uh, maybe a few eyebrows raised when, when they appointed him as manager and it did take a little bit of time um, for him to implement his ideas, but he got them up at the first time at Asking. Uh, League One last season was all about stability, really, and the, the season ended just too uh, just too early for them, really. They had a real good uh, purple patch just at the end of the campaign. This season, they started off really well. A uh, couple of bumps in the road, but they remained relatively consistent and generally... The second half of the season, they usually uh, end really well or so. That that really bodes well for the end of the, the season. And for Ian Everett, I was discussing this actually uh, with someone uh, a little earlier on in the day, saying that it, other teams are going to be sniffing about if he keeps this uh, level of progression up. Uh, I mean, he's he loves it at Bolton. You can tell that when you speak to him. He's really bought into it, uh, and the fans love him as well. So it's all about enjoying him while he's still here. I think I think, I think he's, he's headed for the top. But he has said he's, he's hoping to manage Bolton back in the Premier League. Um, whether that, that can materialise remains to be seen, but they're certainly on the right path at the moment. Uh, before you go, Derek, let's have a couple of predictions then. Uh, firstly, yeah. the game on Saturday, of course, sorry about that. Uh, firstly, the game on Saturday, of course, and uh, can Bolton do it this season? If it's the playoffs, it's a bit of a lottery, but as you say, you've got lots of momentum at the moment. Yeah, I've, I've got to say, I, 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 fancy, I fancy them uh, to go up via the, the playoffs. I think there's going to be a couple of visits to Wembley this season. Who they play, I'm not entirely sure. The Morecambe game, I think, is going to be a, a tricky one. I think it's going to be tight. I don't think it's going to be easy. Uh, um, I think Morecambe are going to put up a bit of a fight, but I fancy Bolton to win by the odd goal. Apologies, Dave, but I'm going for a 2-1 Bolton win. I wouldn't expect anything anything less there than that. Thank you so much for jumping on our Humble Podcast. Really appreciate it. And of course, uh, for people uh, on iFollow on uh, Saturday, if you're not too happy with the the home commentary, and, and you know why would you be happy? Uh, you can switch to away and we can hear your dulcet tones uh, via Bolton FM. Cheers, Dave. Uh, Derek, all the best for the rest of the season. And uh, hopefully we're playing you next year and, and, and you've not made it, but I've got a sneaking suspicion that you are going to go up this year. I think you're right. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, it's one of those ones that, yeah, I think they're definitely going to make the playoffs. There's some good teams in there. I mean, Derby played them off the park recently, so I expect them to be there or thereabouts. Wickham as well. I don't know how, what the new manager is going to have an effect with, with them, sort of thing. But I think Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth for me are the, the ones that are going to go up. And it is a bit of a lottery, like you say, but uh, just a bit of a momentum there at the moment with Bolton. I just fancy that it could be their year to go up. Although a lot of fans are saying, uh, is, is it maybe too early to go into the championship? But I think you just deal with that when you go up, really, isn't it? You'll sort that out in, in the summer. But uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting few months. Uh, Derek, enjoy your uh, two visits to Wembley and uh, we'll speak to you next time. Cheers. Cheers, Dave. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.